Let's go. Welcome to the Loans on Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans on Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans on Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today, and I'm so excited because we got Coach Kyle Draper, the one, the only, the founder of the Content Compounding, I can't even speak, founder of Content Compounding, well, you know, sorry I butchered your uh, intro here, and international. It's all good, bro. Self-acclaimed speaker, you know, probably because you just acclaimed it yourself. But hey, you know what? Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. How's it going? Luke, well, first of all, thank you for having me, man. I'm pumped to be here. And, uh, you know, I, I just spoke in the Caribbean a couple weeks ago, and everybody was telling me, like, dude, you're an international speaker now. And so, you know, like, I'm just going to run with it. Run with it, man. I mean, you know, so, so even, if, even if you're the only one that believes that, it's, it's all good, man. You know, people... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Make fun of me behind my back. I don't care. <laughs> Awesome, man. So, so you know, I know there was a, a lot of other things that you've accomplished, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background. What kind of got you to where you are today, man? Yeah, bro. So I think I have a pretty unique background. I, I spent most of my 20s as a youth pastor and, and so really thought I would spend my whole life serving people in the church world. Uh, long story short, I got really burnt out just working in the church, but I still had this really big desire to serve people. And so I left church ministry, started a roofing company with my dad and my brother, learned sales, learned marketing. I was the only roofer going live from the rooftops of houses. And uh, then very quickly was like, man, I'm a little big. Like I'm, I'm 300 pounds. I probably don't need to be climbing on people's roofs. And so I started a company building websites for realtors. Okay. And this is how I found this space because I realized very quickly, as you have, realtors and lenders are notoriously bad at social media. And so I just started learning social media to then teach them how to do it. And fast forward five years, and here I am as like a full-time teacher, speaker, coach to realtors and lenders about social media. And uh, man, it's been a pretty fun ride. Yeah, man. I, I think, uh, you know, we, we all kind of go through the, the journey um, of what it takes, right? And, and obviously, you know, you, you burnt out, but, but I'm sure there's kind of been some bumps along the road uh, from getting to, to the, from the beginning to where you are today, man. I mean, and I even know you had a, a story during COVID that you had to completely pivot your entire business. So I'd love to hear yeah. a little bit about that, man. I know that was uh, probably pretty hard and, uh, you know, a lesson learned, right? Yeah. So if you, if, if you call yourself an entrepreneur, and you're not constantly facing bumps in the road, like you're not doing any of the things that you probably should be doing. Right. And, and so for me, bro, I, my, my speaking career had like just taken off. I just spoke in November of 2019. I just spoke at NAR. Mm -hmm. And so it was my first like national opportunity with, with people. And then, um, this little thing called COVID happened and, Instantly, all these national opportunities that I just got all went away. And so as we're running through savings, I'm, I'm over here praying, going, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to support my family? And content compounding, 
right? My company that we create micro content for realtors and lenders, that had always been a concept I taught. I created it in one of my classes, but I never considered actually making a service out of it. And so because of COVID, dude, I'd, I spun up a company in like three days, got people hired. We were terrible at what we did, <laughs> but everybody's got to start. And, and so now we're approaching our two-year anniversary of that company. And uh, man, it's we get to do unbelievable things for clients and, and helping their presence be known. And uh, it's just, a, it's a huge blessing. And so, gosh, um, it scares the crap out of me every day, right? Like owning a company like that and having, I think we're up to 12 employees now. Wow. And uh, man, it's, it's wild, bro. Um, Isn't it? But one, one foot in front of the other, right? Yeah. Like just I, fell in my way forward. I love it, man. I, I think that's one of the hardest things too, like because I think loan officers, real estate agents, so many times like you you do it all yourself, right? You're a solopreneur type of a person. You, you kind of run your own business. There's a very distinct difference between working for yourself and only working for yourself and working and having to now, you know, figure out payroll and make sure that you're, you know, setting the, the correct processes and procedures in place and having to fire people and having to hire people and having to, you know, do all of these things that like as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, uh, as, as just like a, someone that does their own thing, that's a, it's a very different hat and it's a very different skill set that you have to develop over time. Uh, and, and, you know, you did it in the midst of a, a hard time. Um, obviously doing that in the midst of COVID is probably not the funnest thing to do, but at the same time, you know, no. it, it forced you to go from, okay, here's my, the majority of my revenue is coming from now speaking gigs, which, you know, in person speaking right. gigs. And when those in person speaking gigs go away, where do you get that money from? Right. You have to figure out something. And I think, you know, as we're coming into to one of the harder times, uh, you know, in recent history for mortgage and real estate, like this is the same thing you have to think about too, right? Think about how do you pivot in a market that now has higher rates, has low inventory, has all right. these problems. Like what market are you going to go after? Where are you going to find your business now? And I think some of the things that, that Kyle does, I mean, one of the, your biggest, you know, claim to fame, I would say, is, is the video guy, right? You do a lot of video. Um, yeah. you, you really help with that piece of it. So tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, that and, and what, what do you think is kind of the future for, for the mortgage or the now, I guess you would call it, for the mortgage yeah. invested industry? Well, Luke, what, what's so wild right now is as rates are going up, right, that's what so many lenders would always just fall back on, right, is, is I, can, I can shop any rate, I can be better than anybody else. And now everyone is getting shopped. right? And so when we already know people are going to shop me, well, the only thing we can do to combat that is to have an online presence that helps them see me deeper and more frequently than we had coffee three weeks ago to talk about rates. Right. And, and so this is where I really believe that lenders are missing it because if I can be impressive to you in person, I can be equally impressive to you online. Sure. And so if we can overcome this whole concept of, oh, well, like I'm just, you know, I've always done it belly to belly. I've always done it shoulder to shoulder. Like I'm a face to face guy. Awesome. Go pretend like that camera is being held by your buddy that you're about to want to be face to face with and start speaking into it. Right. And and so allowing people to before they've even seen you, they can hear your voice. They can listen to you tell jokes. They they can watch you be a self-proclaimed international speaker so that people laugh and go, man, I like this guy. He's lighthearted. He doesn't take himself too seriously. This is how this podcast is going to work for me. Right. 
right? I can be, I can be super impressive on this podcast. It doesn't matter if when all of your listeners go, wait, who's this coach Kyle guy? And they go look me up and they see nothing. The time you and I spent on this podcast means nothing now. Mm-hmm. And so LOs, man, they've got to realize that everyone is going to the internet to validate what they think or don't think about somebody. And, and if we're not showing up there, I'm giving everybody else permission to make up the narrative about me. I want to be in control of it. And we can do that through video content, which is what I love. I love it. I love it. And I think probably one of the biggest things that people, uh, not fail to do, but, but, uh, they're, they're just get overwhelmed by the idea of like, what do I talk about? Uh, you know, what technology yeah. do I need to use? And, and then they allow that to basically stop them from putting out content. They stop them from doing videos. They, they have all these, these, this baggage, I guess you could call it this, uh, these misconceived perceptions of what video is yeah. uh, or fears, right? Whatever, what, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and so what, what would you say to someone who's kind of having those fears and, and wanting to hold back? Um, you know, how do you just start? So, the, the first thing, Luke, I would say is you're normal. Everybody has those fears. Right. Right. You and I, even before we hit play on this recording, you know, we're both like, all right. Like you just, you take a deep breath in because it doesn't matter how many times we do this. It doesn't suck less. Right. Like I'm still concerned. Like, what are people going to think about me? I'm still concerned with golly. How did I say that word? Did I just make up a new word on Luke's podcast? Right. Like what, what is happening right now? And, and so none of that goes away in my opinion, but we can learn how to overcome it, which is ultimately what you and I and, and other people that we know that, that do a lot of video content. It's the overcoming of the fear, not the, the subsiding of the fear. Sure. And, and so the baggage that we feel we have, bro, I'm taking that to a real person coffee also. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't rear its ugly head the same because we've convinced ourselves that it's different. Right. Well, I'm just better in person than I am online. No, you're the same. You're the, you're the same person. And, and so my, my advice to overcoming it is to kind of take on video in small chunks, right? So for somebody listening... If you've never dug into video, don't just go jump into doing a reel. Don't go jumping into Facebook Live. Spend the next four weeks just sending one-to-one videos to people you already trust. Love it. So, for example, Luke, I would be telling LOs, hey, tell your spouse that for the next month, you're not going to text them back. You're going to text them videos back. So when your wife says, hey, can you go grab some milk at the store? You send a video and you're like, hey, honey, I got your text. Yes, I'll go grab some milk. And and that's how you respond. And it will feel so dumb, but you also won't be afraid because in that moment, I'm not concerned with, oh my gosh, what's what what's what are my best friends from college going to think? Oh my gosh, what are what are other business people going to think? Because it's in that one-to-one environment. And, and that's going to help you baby step into a permanent improvement of your comfort as opposed to every time you just feel like you got to rip the bandaid off. And at some point I'm going to avoid ripping the bandaid off if that's always my only option. Right. And so that's a, the, the one-to-one video is a super easy place to start for, for anybody that's not currently partaking in the, the video world. 
well, even for myself, and, and I do quite a bit of video, but it's it's typically very, you know, manufacturer. It's in this sort of a scenario, right? It, you know, just going yeah. live and doing things like that is scary, especially if you're by yourself, because you just feel like, well, what do I talk about? You do these things. And it's like, really just comes down to like, I think, I think there's somewhat unfounded fears of like, oh, well, you know, I'm not an expert or, you know, what, what is someone going to say about me? And, and, and the truth is like, even for myself as a, as a marketing person, I resisted doing videos for my Facebook ads for years because, well, guess what? Facebook is a place where there's so much hate and there's so many trolls and there's so much right. of that stuff going on. And so like I resisted it because I knew it would cause problems. And so of course now I get people that say, hey, you wave your hands too much. Hey, you know, why are you, why are you breathing so hard in all your videos? You know, just dumb stuff like that. People just want to, <laughs> people call me Hunter Biden, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, hey, you know what? Like at the end of the day, you're always going to have some of those people. But the truth is, who cares? Because those aren't your clients. Those aren't the people that, you know, are going to do business with you at the end of the day. So and man, I was, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the, the book that I found it in. Right. But cause I was reading a, I was reading a quote literally this morning, right. That, that says, uh, oh shoot. I thought I was about to have it in time to, to catch it. But it, it basically talks about like, you don't want to be criticized, do nothing. Right. Like that's the only way, the, the only way for you and I to go through life without finding criticism, without having critics is to just literally do nothing. Like go work a job that offers zero value, that's super simple, right? Like go get a mail paper route and, and just, you know, and, and go throw newspapers on, on people's front doors. If, if you never want to find criticism, and even then somebody's going to write a letter into the, to yes. the post office, you know, to, to somebody that's like, he threw my paper 17 feet from the door and y'all yep. guarantee 11. Yep. Like, yep. so I, I've just found like, in, in my now eight years of entrepreneurship, my worst seasons as an entrepreneur are when I have no critics. Because when I have no critics, I am irrelevant. Right. Right. Like, what are we all doing right now? Any of us that are baseball, that are basketball fans, like, we're watching the playoffs. And then I have the gall to be like, oh, man, well, if I was Steph Curry, like, I would have, man, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have passed it to, to Clay. I would have dumped it down to Draymond. And like, we just love. To be these armchair quarterbacks that can tell everybody else how they should do their job better. Right. And so Steph Curry gets that because he's Steph Curry. The 12th guy on the bench, he doesn't have any critics. Nobody cares about that guy because he's not making an impact. And so I really believe the depth of our criticism is directly relatable or proportionable to the depth of our impact. And so when you can realize, like, I think, Luke, one of my secrets to, to just always being willing to show up on video is I care more about helping you than I care about looking stupid. And when that is the motive, when that is the mindset, dude, I'll, I'll get on, I'll jump on live with, with hat head because I forgot to put my hat back on and, and I, I hit the live button and was like, oh shoot, I don't have my hat. I don't care because something got put into my heart that needs to come out for somebody and I'm willing to be the dude with gross hat head in order to get across my message. Well, the truth is, I mean, especially if you're if you're looking to, to come from an authentic place, like that's actually probably better, right? Looking looking like an authentic person. Look coming and, and again, I know the, the word yeah. authenticity has been thrown around so much of be authentic, things like that. I've been thrown around so much that they've lost that 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 value or lost that power and almost have right. become cliche terms. But the truth is, like that is what people want. People want vulnerability. They want people that are relatable because the truth is, I mean, if you if you're watching the video podcast version of this, you see both Kyle and I have really great backgrounds, 
right? We have really beautiful cameras. But the truth is, to some people, that's not going to be super relatable, right? And so, like, having these organic, like, you know, cell phone up and down videos uh, are going to be where you're going to connect more with people. These are more business type of posts. And it's funny because I actually had um, a former mentor who talked about that, like, thinking about, like, manufacturing these environments that are going to relay different messages. And he went so far as to say things like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to have like a more relatable sort of video, people that you want to like talk to, you're going to want, you actually want to use your cell phone and do it vertically. Mm -hmm. And you want to be in an an organic environment, not in a business environment. So if you want to talk about your family, you want to talk about things like that, you want to be in those sorts of environments. Whereas like, yes, if you're talking about business, you want to probably have a more professional setting the way that we're looking, right? So those are the different things that you can think about when you're doing video, but that gets a little too far down the road. I really just think starting with, I mean, we all have, I mean, we have all have uh, supercomputers in our pockets with, you know, beautiful cameras that like, you know, no one, no one would have ever dreamed of, you know, five, 10 years ago that like, man, these, these, these cameras are amazing and, and we all have them in our pockets. Luke, can I, can I introduce a phrase to people? Sure. So, so I use a phrase that I call passive branding and, and what passive branding used to be was like, you have a shirt on with your company name on it, right? Like that's passive branding. You don't have to talk about it. I'm passively branding the Dallas Cowboys by wearing a Cowboys hat right now. Mm -hmm. But what I call passive branding is what if LOs started realizing that just the way you said, right? Vertical video from a cell phone to feel very authentic what if they were giving mortgage advice from a personal background? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're sitting in the carpool line to pick up the kids. You know you've got 30 minutes sitting there because of all the psycho parents that get there eight hours early, right? It's like they drop their kids off and they're like, I'm just going to stay, right? right? Like that's how early people get in the carpool pickup lines. And so what if once a week – while you're sitting in the carpool pickup line, you go live or, or you record a video and you give a one minute mortgage tip. And so you get to remind people while you're being a professional, hey, I'm also a dad. Hey, I'm also a mom. And guess what? I've got my freaking life in order enough that while you're out there grinding, I have enough freedom in my business that I'm able to come pick my kids up from school. And so there's so much underlying storyline that's happening when we passively brand ourselves and you and I don't just sit in front of our fancy backgrounds every time we show up on camera. Right. Because this isn't humanizing, right? Like what we represent is what people aspire towards, but don't relate to. Right. And so it's that passive branding piece that allows us to be the expert, but also being a human at the same time. Man, I love that. I think that's so many, so many of the things that people don't think about when they're talking about video. It's like, oh man, I gotta like make it professional. I have to make it, you know, some sort of a great camera. And like, the truth is, we have a fantastic camera in the in our pockets. I mean, I would say ninety nine percent. If you're, right. If you're if you don't have a, you know, if you're still running around with a flip phone, like, I don't know, man. You 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 probably have a problem. Um, but otherwise, most people <laughs> most probably most people are gonna have you know a smartphone in their pocket that has a, a pretty fantastic camera. And again, even if it's not the best yeah. best version, like it's good enough. It's good enough to start. It's good enough to start posting some videos. Uh, and at the very least, it's good enough for you to start practicing and sending it one to one. And I think that's a huge tip uh, because it is. It's true. Like I, I even went back and looked at one of my old videos when I was still moonlighting as a loan officer, and it was funny because it was like. I had just come out of the reverse mortgage industry. I was an account executive. I didn't really know much about anything, but I was like creating this, uh, basically this invitation to go to a webinar. And so I'm over here 
hi, my name is Luke Shankul. And it was like just so monotone and so <laughs> soft and there's zero confidence in my voice and things like that. But to see like the transformation of where I was, you know, three, four or five years ago and where I am today was just like, it was, it was, it was a cool thing to look back on because it was like, you know what, like I could have easily just not started. I could have easily, you know, stopped and, and just not done it. Right. And here we would have been five years later and I still would have had the same fears, the same problems, the things like that. And, and I think some of the things that, uh, or one of the things that I love is, I, I remember someone was telling me one of my, actually one of my coworkers was like, she said, man, you just don't seem to have fear. And it's like, man, I got tons of fear. Like, just trust me. There's plenty of fear. But I think that the truth is that like courage is not the absence of fear. It's just doing the thing anyway. Right. It's like, okay, we have the fear and right. do it anyway. And I think there's so many things that we can be, we also got to think about this. Like what's the worst that can happen? Right. Like what is the worst that can happen? You do a video and someone doesn't like it. Right. You're not going to die. Like there's nothing, nothing bad is going to happen. Oh, well, someone didn't like it. Cool. But the reason we don't we don't talk about this enough, the way our brains work, the reason people say that to you and they say that to me is in their mind when they've convinced themselves that, man, you're you don't have fear at the same time, they're giving themselves the excuse as to why they don't have to do it because right. they are fearful. Right. Right. If they complimented you on, wow, Luke, you overcome fear so well. Well, that's also a direct reflection on them being unwilling to overcome fear, right? That's me blaming your genes for why you're skinnier than me, right? Man, must be nice to have good genes. Dude, that Because if I me. compliment, 100%, because if I compliment your commitment to working out, well, then that just makes me feel bad, right? Because if you can be committed, then that means I can too. And so we love to compliment people in ways that don't cause us to have to feel bad about ourselves, Right. Which is why we don't just go, dude, you know, you could look like that too. You just have to eat less cheeseburgers and work out a few times a week. Like, it's not crazy. Right. You're just unwilling to make those sacrifices. And, dude, that's the same thing we're talking about with social media is you and I have podcasts because we're unwilling to fight through discomfort that other people aren't. It's not because we're smarter. It's not because we're better. We're just choosing to fight through that discomfort. Mm-hmm. And and it really is that simple to me. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's uh that's huge, right? And I think uh, you know, I think one of the, the biggest misconceptions with with anybody who has, you know, achieved success is funny, I was talking with actually my mindset coach earlier today, and it was just one of those things like, you know, we were talking about failure and these like problems that have come up and it was just like, you know, even in the midst of it, it's like, okay, well like what like, who cares? Like, all right, just, just be present. And like, just maybe, maybe if you can think about it this way, like, okay, well, what is this mountain that we're at? We're, we're trying to climb. Let's, let's pretend like we got past that mountain and now we're looking back in time. And now we're looking at the things, the lessons that we learned from climbing mm. that mountain, right? From climbing that hurdle, from going past that thing. And it's like, okay, like, how are you going to look at yourself in the, in the future, right? Like, how are you going to look at this journey that you went through? You're going to look at it probably in a positive way. Obviously, if you have that right mindset. And that's one of the things I was like, I started kind of reflecting on some of the, the the biggest, and we talked about this, some of the biggest breakthroughs and aha moments for me have come through the struggle, right? Through the hard times, through breaking, through being in massive debt, through making yeah. massive mistakes. And, you know, if everything was always right and everything was always easy, then doing it wouldn't be worthwhile, right? I, I think, you know, it's just like totally. people are always looking for that easy, easy button. And I even find myself doing it all the time for other things. Like there's certain things that 
I push through and other things sure. are like, oh man, I need, where's that, where's that next thing that's going to get me X, Y, Z? Where's that thing that's going to get me, you know, six pack abs? When, you know, like you said, like it all comes down to like diet, right? <laughs> well, I just got to eat a little bit less fast right. food, you know, like, uh, you know, things like that. It's like, well, you know what? You have to make sacrifices in order to get there. And if you're unwilling to make the sacrifices, then, you know, you're going to continue to be in the same spot. Uh, over and over and over again. And I think that comes down to video, comes down to social media. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I just think it's uh, it's something that people need to think about a little bit more uh, before just kind of, you know, shoving that off. It's like, oh, I don't want to do it or whatever. And Luke, I, I want people to consider, right? Think about just the way the world works right now. Your best friends on the planet could say, dude, we just ate at this new restaurant. It's unbelievable. You got to take your wife. 10 years ago, Tomorrow night, me and my wife would be there, right? Like no questions asked. We're not even looking it up. Now, the first thing we're going to do is go to Yelp, right? And if Yelp says that that restaurant has two and a half stars, we don't assume it's good. We assume our friends are idiots, right? Right. We like, it's, it's unbelievable how we have allowed the internet to become more valuable to us than the opinions of the people we trust the most. And so if we're doing this with food, how can any LO listening to this podcast not assume that all their friends are doing that with their business? Yep. And so you could be the, uh, you could be the loan officer, bro, that did 250 deals last year and you're getting referred to people, but they're never actually reaching out because they go to your Facebook and you have one review. And now the thought is, how could this dude have done 250 deals last year, but he has one review on his Facebook page? That doesn't add up. And so, so many LOs are losing opportunities they never even will know they had because of their simple unwillingness to start showing up online. Right. Well, and that this is what frustrates me the most about, about our job and, you know, and, and fighting the good fight. That, that we try to do to help people get on social media more. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that's, uh, you know, one, obviously you talk about reviews, but the other thing you talk, you know, you didn't necessarily hit on is, you know, people want to do business with people that are like them, people that, you know, want to do business with the people right. that like align with their values. So like, you know, you show up and, and maybe someone, maybe someone didn't see you, maybe they weren't referred, but they went to go check out your Facebook page. Maybe you added them and it doesn't right. say anything about who you are. It doesn't say anything about if you're a lender, it doesn't say any of these things. You're not going to get that extra organic business. Let's just say, let's, let's take referrals out of the gate. Like just showing up in yeah. a way that like is going to attract even more business, right? Like just having, you know, talking about what you do. You have to talk about being a loan officer at some point. It doesn't have to be everything you talk about, but I think we have, right. we have both extremes. We have the people that only ever talk about business and that doesn't really work. And then we have the people that have zero mention of what they do on the page. That's literally, they don't, you don't know their loan officer. You don't know these right. things. And I don't remember who I was talking to the other day, but someone was, um, someone was talking about how like, oh, like they're, they're, they're one of their good friends had just got a, no, I think it was their cousin. The cousin had just got a, a, a mortgage and they're like, oh, we just bought a, bought a house. And they're like, why didn't you use me? And he's like, I didn't know you were a loan officer. He's like, but he's like, but we hang out all the time. We, you know, we see each other in person. Da-da-da. He's like, you never mentioned right. that. You never talked about what you did. And obviously it's not on their social media. So it was like, man, that really got him thinking like, man, I really got to be, you know, I really got to tell people. Cause again, I mean, it comes down to if people, if you have the best service in the world, but no one knows about it, who cares? Right. So it's, yep. it's, it's, it's and huge. That's it. We, we overthink this, right? Like there will be a ton of people that listen to this episode and like, we didn't give them enough meat to actually start, right? Like, like they'll, they'll always be a blame game for something, when the reality is, like, stop listening to this episode right now, 
go 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 review it first, right? Go go give it its five stars, but then go record a freaking video. Like just stop. Go record a video. There's not enough tips in the world that can get people to overcome the actual process of starting something. Right. And that's what they've got to do. Well, it's, fu- it's funny you say that because uh, one of my favorite quotes, I think I've even mentioned that on some of the last episodes, was the quote by Derek Sivers. Uh, and the quote goes, if, if more information was the answer, then we'd all be billionaires with six-pack apps. And so the truth right. is, like, all of the information in the world is great. And because, you know, we live in an era and, and a time when pretty much all the information is available online for free. Right. You can go to YouTube. You can go to a yeah. lot of these sites. You can you can watch, listen to podcasts. You can read books. It's all available. It, but it comes down yeah. to executing on the strategies and tactics and the things that you're learning versus just ingesting more information and hoping that your business continues to grow. Because the truth is, that's just hope marketing, right? Again, I love that that concept of hope marketing. Dude, you're just you're hoping you're hoping that people are going to come to you because you have such a great service. You're such a great guy. You're all these things, but like if people don't know yeah. who you are and what you're about and all these things, again, coming down to being a person, but also talking about what you do. I mean, again, you only need to talk about your business ten to thirty percent of the time. We had someone in our one of our our clients in our, our program say, you know, what's too much time? How many? How much is posting too much? And one of the one of the coaches that was on it. She's like, I co- I post eight times a day. And she's like, I don't think you can post too much, right? It just depends yeah. on, you know, what you can be consistent on. What are you going to commit to doing over and over and over again, right? Like, you don't have to, like, you're overthinking. You're, you're making problems up that don't exist. Maybe try posting eight times yeah, and see whether that is too much. Maybe you're going to find out it is too much for you, you know? Sure. Well, it's, so, well, so let me, let me touch on that real quick. So just to help people understand, like, as, as much as we love to crap on the algorithms, Right. And, and talk about how much we hate them. They also protect us from from being the the 10 times a day poster. Right. Because I could post 10 times and not everybody's going to see all 10 of those. I'd be lucky for them to see two. Right. So so very few people will ever be overwhelmed to the point of, oh, my gosh, I've got to turn Luke off because they see you so much. If they see you that much, the algorithm has a lot of data that says. I don't know why, but this person wants to see lots of Luke. Right. Right. So it's going to feed it at the amount that they're receiving from those people that they want to see you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that, that's, a, that's a big piece to understand. But then the, what the other part of, of it that's funny to me is the people that they've never done a video in their life. And their question to me after I finish speaking is like, what time of day should I post? Right. It's like you've never even done a video, but you're concerned with what time of day you're supposed to post the video that you didn't do. So so this is why like, I would encourage your listeners, do a 10-day video challenge for yourself, right? Where, where you just say, starting today, I will record a video for 10 straight days. I didn't say post a video. You could delete all of them, but you'll be better at video even if you delete all 10 of them by practicing video every day for the next 10 days. So if you're so overwhelmed with the thought of posting a video, just record a video each day when you're at your prettiest, when you feel the most confident, leave them in your camera roll and watch your ability get better and better because you're putting in the work, right? LeBron James had become the best basketball player because he plays lots of games, right? He became the best best basketball player because he's spending time in the gym, you're talking about practice? And so we got to get in the gym of social media 
if, if we truly want this to become a staple in our business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you just, did I just talk over your AI quote? I, I, you know, I, I just, I, I thought it was a perfect. We're talking about practice. Is that uh, yeah, what you said? I thought it was a perfect time to say, you talk about practice. It was my bad, dude. <laughs> it's all good, I, man. I ruined, I ruined it. I ruined your moment. <sighs> oh man. That was like a perfect time. And I, you know, I probably shouldn't have interrupted Son you. That's of my a... bad. I should have waited. It's all good. It's all good. But no, I, I agree, man. It's, it is. It comes down to practice. It comes down. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I mean, I already mentioned it, right? When I first started video, I was horrible. I was just absolutely. Oh yeah. So not confident at all. I didn't know what I was talking about. I stumbled over my own name. I mean, you just heard me today. I, you know, I, I couldn't even say compounding correctly, you know, but the truth is like I rolled with it and I was like, you know what? Like that is what it is. It's just what makes us, you know, it makes it, we're human. We're human. We make mistakes. Even when you do right. get better, even when you are, you know, that doesn't, that didn't freeze me up. That didn't make me stop and like, Hey, you know what? I got to press stop. We got to restart yeah. this whole entire episode because I made one mistake. No. You know what? We rolled with the punches and we and we went through it. And uh, you know, it's funny. I did a video with you a couple weeks ago, and uh, you're the video guy, and your video wasn't even working. And it come was, on, uh, it bro, was, it was pretty funny. I had to bring it up. Throw me under the up. bus. I had to bring it up because because the truth is, like, yeah, one of the things one of the things we talked about in that you know little session was, you know, who cares, right? Like, I mean, you know, we're able to deliver this information. It doesn't matter. Like, again, at the end of the day, like, no one's gonna die. There's nothing wrong that happens. Whatever. You had a little tech malfunction right. that happens. Right, it's your ability. It was to, a big one. It was a it big, was, it was a big malfunction. It's all <laughs> but, good. It's all good. But it's your ability to, to yeah. move past those things, right? To move past the fear, right. to move past the you know the idea that like everything has to be perfect. Um, so I just thought I don't know. I thought that was a pretty cool cool moment. Just you know having again the video guy that that didn't work, but it, you know it was it was cool though that you moved past it in such a like calm, easy way, regardless of the fact that we couldn't see you, we could still hear you, but we couldn't hear you. And, um, and Luke, to your point, I got more DMs that day from people making fun of me for my camera not working than if the camera would have worked and we would have executed a great video, no one would have cared, right? So it's the blunders, it's the mistakes that we don't remove from the final edit that ultimately land the best with people, mm-hmm. right? Like you'll probably, hopefully you'll have people DM you, right? After this episode airs and you're and they're like, Dude, I was feeling you. That AI quote, dude, that was solid. He shouldn't have talked. Like, that'll be the part that people will remember, not, wow, that guy was brilliant. Thank you for having... Right. It's the humanizing moments, man. That's what people remember. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, and, and, and just to kind of get into, uh, you know, I know we're talking humanizing. What what would you say, uh, what would you say... If you were to, if you were to, like, go out there and, you know, I know you started a, a residential, uh, was it housing... Not housing, sorry, it was roofing, a roofing, roofing company. Yeah. What would you say for a loan officer? If you were to start off as a loan officer today, what would you personally do? I know, you know, video is big for you, but what would you personally do to go out and start your business and get 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 going? So I'm gonna give the cliche answer, but then I'm I'll I'll break it down. I would be 100 percent committed to doing long form video content. Okay. Right. So long form video content would be really content that's like three to four minutes and longer. So we're not just hitting reels and TikTok, but we're actually investing enough time in ourselves to be able to educate and show people that we're the expert of what we do. And then inside of that, if I were brand new, I would be looking at who has influence in our city and I would be interviewing those people, right? Making them look like rock stars so that then when I give them that content, they're going to share it 
And now all of a sudden, a bunch of people around my city that didn't know who I was will now begin to take notice because I'm going to be the guy on camera with all these other people that they already know. Right. And, and because then the, the beauty of right, why I am so passionate about long form content is from long form content. That's what a podcast is from long form content. I can turn it into a blog on my website. I can create micro content from it and chop it up into little pieces. I can take clips from it and use it to run, run ads at right. Like, there's so much versatility that happens in long form content that we cannot get any other way. Plus, we're giving people the public validation so that when when people go, I heard is Kyle a loan officer now? Like wasn't he just a pastor? Wasn't he just a roofer? Well, I need public opportunities for them to validate their their limiting beliefs of me or or have them unvalidated because I can't fight every fight. So that would be where I would be spending most of my time. And, uh, I think that's going to give them the the biggest bang for their buck if, if they could stay consistent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I, I think there's uh, you know, and I guess from another tactical question, uh, what would be the type of content that you would do? What, like what would be the long form content? What sort of content would you put out? So I would focus on, on two questions what do I or, or other people get asked most often about lending, right? Because again, if I'm brand new, I can't ask myself like, okay, so what questions do I get asked the most? Right. I haven't been asked enough questions yet, right? So I'm going to go seek out YouTube channels that talk about lending and start writing down the subject matters that they're talking about. I'm going to go seek out senior LOs that, that, that I trust, and I'm going to ask them like, hey, what, what, what questions do you get asked the most? Hey, where do you feel like people are struggling the most in the process of buying? And then that's the first question that I'm, that I'm creating content from. The second question, Luke, is what am I surprised that people don't already know? Because we love, in the, in the mortgage world, we love to speak in acronyms. We right. love to speak in three-letter phrases. And so we just spout off, you know, like PTO and people are like, wait, what? What's that? Like, what is that about? And so think about what are all the things that you've said flippantly and people go, you know, I've always wondered, like, what is that? And that should be another list that we work from that ultimately we have content of. And dude, if you just lived inside of those two questions and then you varied your backgrounds, some of them looked very professional some of them, you're sitting on the back porch and your three-year-old's crawling all over you. Uh, others, you're sitting in a parking lot because you got to a meeting early, and so you decided to record a video. And so now, as you educate, you're also storytelling and giving people glimpses into who you are as a person. Bro, I think if you live there, you would ascend to the most respected LO, at least one of in a very short amount of time in your industry because most of your competitors, though they're good at closing loans, they suck at being known online. And so I think you can cut to the front of that line if, if you did that well. Man, I love it. I love it. I think there's uh, so much gold in there because, I mean, really, th- that makes it super simple, right? You don't got to think too much like, okay, well, what are the – basically, you're saying, what are the frequently asked questions in this space? Which, you know, I'm yep. sure if you did a simple Google search – 
you're going to find a whole lot of things. And the other thing you talked about is like, what are you surprised that people don't know, right? It's like the, the, like the, the, the DTIs, the LTVs, those types of things. I mean, and, and I think so many times loan officers and, and people in general, like it's called the curse of knowledge, right? You assume, you assume that people understand right. everything that you know, because I don't know. I mean, you know, for whatever reason, that's how humans do, how, how humans work, right? So like, I just kind of think about it in my marketing, in my marketing world, like how many of the things that I feel like are so elementary that I see people teaching right. online and I'm like, why are they teaching that? And then I realize, oh, well, you know, they, they understand that they're, um, the people that they're talking to are not going to understand very complex things. So you got to start with the foundation. Um, and, and that's how the, the mortgage world is. The mortgage world is very, very complex. There's so many moving parts. There's so many things that, that are, that are basically going to scare these people away from doing a transaction. And you got to think about what does rocket mortgage do so well? They understand right. that humans are scared, right? And so push button, get mortgage, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, we want it to be quick and easy. It's fast. It's easy. You don't, you don't have to worry about things. Um, and so that, yeah. that's what they do so well. And they may or may not, you know, provide the service that they claim they do. But that being said, they understand the, 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 the fundamental way that people think. And that is, again, you know, how do you simplify a complex process and a product? Um, and, and again, I think it, it's important to to note with this or to put a caveat with this is like, you know, or, or, to, or to basically continue what you were talking about is use different backgrounds, use different scenarios, use different ways of also showcasing who you are as a person. Um, I think it's uh, huge to not only talk business stuff. I, I know you're going to do a bunch of videos, um, but also, you know, do some videos of just your family and like do some things of like yeah. just being out and about and just like do fun stuff like that too. Because I think, again, so many times people get so caught up in only talking about business, 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 business. Like I feel like this is a small right. portion of like your content that you should be putting out there is, hey, here's your business related ideas. Now everything else should just be your life, who you are as a person. Well, uh, and and we don't have time right now, but like I teach from six pillars of content, right? Business education is just one of those six pillars mm-hmm. because you also need to be thinking about like, what am I passionate about outside of lending and how am I leveraging that passion in my content, right? Okay. So if it's you're passionate about being a dad, well, man, do a video a month where you're, you know, telling a story of one of the crazy things your kids did or, or giving a tip of, of, you know, something new you tried with your six-year-old because they weren't sleeping at night and now they are. And so you jump on camera to give that advice, right? Those are the things as we do this better, people know what we do for a living, but they still forget we exist if we stop showing up. Right. And so for me, like having been a former pastor, if I do a video that's more of like a spiritual video where I'm talking about the Bible, I'm more likely to get a new client because of that video than if I jump on and I'm like, who needs a social media coach? Right. Let me talk to you about the four advantages of having a coach. Right. Nobody's responding to that. 100%. But you humanize it and make it about the Lord, make it about your kids, make it about a dog. Now people's guards come down. And they go, oh, I've been meaning to ask Luke about the packages they have. And, you know, do they think they could help me? And so, man, it's so important for us to, to, to fill those holes with different aspects of us as humans, not just trying to regurgitate another piece of mortgage advice. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, 100% agree. I think that was one thing I just want to make sure we touched on before people start posting, you know, 100% business content on their pages because I do think yeah. like, you know, realistically, you don't want to be any more than like about 10 to 30% of your content is business. 
right? And that's one of the benefits of posting 10 times a day is you can post about your business just about every day, right? If you are posting a lot of content, sure. you can technically yeah. post you know, business stuff every single day. But you know, at the end of the day, right, it's all about being consistent. I feel like that's been one of the, the biggest trends over the last few podcast episodes has really been consistency over time is what leads to results, regardless of what you're doing, if it's video, totally. if, it's, if it's social media, if it's anything, right? I mean, you got to think about, you know, being a loan officer even. It takes time to become a good loan officer. I mean, you didn't become a good loan officer overnight, right? And so how do you right. expect that you're going right. to learn these other skills overnight, right? I think we forget just how much time it takes to become good at something. Uh, and we just assume, especially in our, you know, what to call it, our microwave society, you know, we want everything quick. We want everything fast and easy. Yep. Uh, and that's just not how things, how good things come about. So uh, thank you so much, man. That was, that was a fantastic uh, episode. Yeah, but bro. before we close out, man, where is it? Where, where, where can people find more about you? Uh, learn a little bit about your your programs, your coaching, all that kind of stuff. Yes, because I am an international speaker, so I'm very sought after. Let's just make sure by, you, you know tons. And my mom said yeah. that you know I'm an international speaker, dude. Luke, I'm Coach Kyle Draper everywhere. Okay, so Coach Kyle Draper all over social or KyleDraper.com. I would love to interact with anybody that wants to talk to me. So. That's where you can find me. He's, he's desperate for friends, guys, so make sure you hit him up. Um, That's right. Uh, Please help me feel cool. Awesome, Kyle. Thank you so much, man. And for anybody who's listening, obviously, I think the biggest thing, you know, we can talk about tactics, things like that. The biggest thing is just getting started, right? I mean, you think about it like, you know, what time of day you're going to post. Who cares? Just record a video. Just do it. Just send it to your wife or just send That's it right. to no one, right? Just send it to your husband. Send it to your, your friend, uh, you know. Or just again, just put delete it after you do it. But just get started, start working on it, um, and, and that's really where the first step is. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Loans on Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. The Loans on Demand podcast.